A lot has changed over the past two weeks for the 48,000 academic workers currently on strike across all nine UC campuses. The strike started on November 14th, and new updates come in nearly every day from the bargaining table and the various picket lines across the state. KCSB's Jackie Sedley has been staying in touch with Emily Fox, a PhD student at UC Santa Barbara who is actively participating in the strike. She spoke with Fox yesterday about the status of demands from workers and final grades for students, but in the 24 hours since, things have already changed. First, you'll hear Fox's update on major shifts that occurred late last night. Then, you'll hear the initial conversation between Sedley and Fox, with no longer relevant information edited out. Okay, so we talked yesterday, and then about 12 hours later, at 3.24 in the morning, you texted me and said that some big things happened tonight, and that they were not good. So give me give me the rundown. What has happened since we talked? Yeah, um, so me saying the things that have happened are not good is, you know, my perspective as a worker. And so kind of just having that as a disclosure. But um, essentially what happened last night is, so the bargaining team members from 2865, the TA Tutor Reader Union, and the bargaining team members from SRU, the Graduate Student Researcher Union, got called to bargaining from UC. Right now, because things are moving very quickly, UC just will call, will just say, let's bargain right now. And our bargaining team doesn't feel that they should push back on that. Um, And so we get these messages in our group chats that essentially say we're bargaining in 10 minutes. If you want to get on and listen, you can. Um, But obviously that call only goes out then to people who are on these group chats. So the rest of the workers don't know what's happening and don't have information about when bargaining is happening. So we got one of those messages um, from our bargaining team members here at UC Santa Barbara, who I trust and respect very much. They're advocating for us. Um, But that is not my perspective on how the bargaining team members on other campuses are handling things or not all other campuses. There are other other campuses that are more similarly aligned to Santa Barbara, but not all. Um, So we got one of these messages saying we're about to go into bargaining with UC. Um, We're giving a proposal package to UC, which means our bargaining team comes up with proposals for articles in our contract and they propose a group of articles all together and say you can either take them as they are or kind of it's off the table. Um, so the bargaining team members from SRU and 2865, both of these separate teams voted to make changes um, to this propose to these proposals and propose them to UC without first talking to any of the workers on campuses um, or at least not having large scale conversations with workers. What was in this package that was pre- was proposed to UC was the article on childcare subsidies, the amount of pay for parents with children and dependents was about cut in half from the amount that was previously proposed. So the first kind of our starting point was $6,000 per month to help subsidize caring for and paying for children. It is about cut in half now in the new one. They got rid of the demand that graduate student workers be able to put dependents on their health care insurance without having to pay an astronomical amount of money each quarter to do so. And these are just the highlights. There's some other things in this package, and you can read it on fairucnow.org if you're interested. The biggest thing was the wages proposal, which they cut 
from our initial ask was $54,000 per year. And that's based on how much it would take for kind of the average grad student to be able to, you know, make ends meet. So it was 54K. They cut it down to about $43,000 per year as the as the minimum pay for graduate students. But they also got rid of the demand that is guaranteeing employment year round. So right now, teaching assistants are not guaranteed employment in the summer. So like, I am not guaranteed a job in the summer. And if I don't get that job, I don't get paid for the three, four months of the summer. Um, So while their proposal is a $43,000 annual minimum, that's only if you get a summer employment offer. Um, If you don't get a summer employment offer, and that's not guaranteed, the actual annual base pay for graduate students would be around $32,000, which is less than $10,000 more than we make now. And then also, this was a couple nights ago, they also, the bargaining team also voted to take out the part of the access needs disability accommodations proposal that was very central um, to organizing among disabled workers that they saw as completely um, necessary. And that was that workers should not have to provide medical proof and documentation for disabilities to get their needs met for many reasons, like a few being we don't get paid enough to be able to afford to go to doctors who can give us this documentation. Racism, sexism, fat phobia, Um, homophobia, all of these things make it so that a lot of disabled folks, their doctors don't listen to them and will not give them diagnoses to be able to show proof to the university to get their needs met. For all these reasons, um, disabled disabled workers um, have essentially been kind of thrown under the bus um, and were used kind of, their rights were kind of used as a bargaining chip here that the UAW bargaining teams decided to just get rid of. And this also, by the way, happened at approximately 10.30 p.m. last night. Um, So as you can imagine, many workers were probably asleep, no longer checking their messages. There's no way they could have known this was happening, be able to log on. And then once bargaining began, um, the audio was not working. And so workers could not even hear what was happening in the room. There's nothing legally stopping our bargaining team from telling UC that they were going to pause um, negotiation until they could figure out how to get the Zoom audio working in the room so that workers, over 500 workers who were trying to listen to bargaining could actually listen to it. Um, But they chose not to do that. And so while they released a transcript of what was said um, during bargaining, there's no way that workers can fact check that that is exactly actually what was said and we were not able to listen into bargaining. We maxed out the Zoom room of 500 people, so there were more people who wanted to get on who could not listen in, could not tell the bargaining team what they thought about these changes. Everyone in these kind of meetings that were like 10, 15 minutes before bargaining started were saying, do not do this. You did not consult workers about these changes. We do not agree with them. You are not representing the people that you were elected to represent, and you are not essentially like doing what you what you should be doing, which is listening to workers and communicating those things to UC. So despite all this pushback, the bargaining teams went ahead, gave this proposal to UC, 
And now we are expecting some time today for UC to respond and give a further offer. Are the people on the bargaining team workers or what is their status within the union? Yes. So um, the kind of elected officials of our union are also workers. So there's two representatives from each campus for the TA Tutor Reader Union and two representatives from each campus for the Graduate Student Researcher Union. That being said, there are actually some workers who are grad student workers who are on the bargaining team who are also being paid by UAW as staff members. And that is something that we have tried to change over and over, um, saying that that is a conflict of interest if the UAW International Union is paying you, um, but you are also elected to represent workers. How are you going to be negotiating that if the UAW International Union is pressuring you to do one thing and workers want something else? Um, So that is a huge issue, in my opinion, that still stands, that there are people being paid by UAW who are also workers to be negotiating on behalf of workers. All right. Okay. Is that all of the main updates from last night? And then we'll kind of see how things progress as the day goes forward. So the kind of last thing is, while this doesn't impact the strike in the moment, it's clear that um, the bargaining team members, the paid UAW staff, and the UAW International um, is pressuring our bargaining team and our union to quickly wrap up this strike, to settle on a contract that is not going to address our needs. And um, all of this being said, and UC has hardly budged on what they have proposed. So in my, you know, in my personal opinion, this is huge concessions and we have not seen any movement from UC. So there was no reason our bargaining team legally had to drop over $11,000 in wages last night. Um, That was their choice. They could have done something like go down $5,000 or go down $5,000 and not take out all these other things like access needs, childcare reimbursement, um, dependence on health insurance. There's no reason they had to do that. Um, And so it's clear that there is a lot of pressure happening to quickly settle this contract. And like I said, we saw in the last UC wages proposal, I believe they increased their article language proposal by 0.5% wages, essentially. Um, So we are seeing virtually no movement from UC on wages, and yet our bargaining teams have quickly just scrapped so many things. And then just to clarify, I know that some people were confused because there was no picket line outside of the library today, but I later found out that that was just because of the potential for rain and they picketed inside of the USEN. So just to clarify, the strike is not ending at this time. Yeah, the strike, um, the strike is still going and it will go until, you know, our bargaining team calls it off or we finish um, a contract. Yes, we moved because the forecast was so much rain. We moved in into indoor places. And then in true Santa Barbara fashion, the forecast was nothing of what happened and there was no rain all day. Um, but and so that that might also happen tomorrow um, in that if there's rain in the forecast, we might just move ahead of time inside so that all of our things are not or don't get wet. Um, but we are still going. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for updating me. And hopefully we can check in tomorrow and in the days ahead and see what comes next. Absolutely. Thank you. 
And now on to Jackie Sedley's interview with Emily Fox from yesterday. All right, so we've spoken before, but do you want to reintroduce yourself to everyone listening? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name's Emily Fox. I use she, her pronouns. I am a fourth year PhD student in the Department of Sociology, and I'm currently working as a TA. We can just dive into the specifics here. So we're 16 days into the strike. Is that right? It sounds right. So where do things stand now versus when the strike began in terms of the demands? Yeah, so so much has happened um, in the last, what is it now, two and a half weeks, three weeks. UC has been um, bargaining with our three separate unions who are all on strike together. And actually just, I believe, last night or the night before, the Union for Academic Researchers and Postdocs. So those are researchers who have already completed their PhD. They have a PhD, they're doctors. Um, and they're doing research. The union for those for those workers has reached a tentative agreement, meaning that their bargaining team and UC's bargaining team has agreed themselves on a new contract. And now the next step is they send that contract out to all their members, all the workers who work in those roles, and they can vote yes or no to approve that contract. Um, so I believe that contract ratification vote will be happening next week. And until that vote passes. So until if enough people vote yes, all these all these workers are still on strike until the contract is actually ratified and agreed upon by members. Just to clarify, because I know that people have been talking about the UC reaching a deal with postdocs and student researchers, but not the rest of the academic student employees like TAs. Has that changed? So this is where the technical language is a bit confusing in terms of different workers' roles. Postdocs um, are researchers who have PhDs, Academic researchers are also researchers who have PhDs, um, so none of those are grad students, and that's the union that has reached a tentative agreement. Student researchers, which are grad students who do research for the university and are completing their PhDs or master's degrees, and TAs, which are also grad students, neither of those unions have reached um, agreement with UC yet. So will the strike continue until all of the demands are met, or will certain workers go back to work if their demands are met and then the others will continue to strike? Yeah, so if the academic researchers and postdocs, that's UAW 5810, if they all vote to agree to their new contract, they ratify it, their membership votes to ratify the contract, those academic researchers and postdocs will return to work and stop striking. That doesn't mean that graduate student researchers and graduate student teaching assistants, tutors, readers, and undergrad TAs, tutors, readers, will stop striking. That just means that one-third of the people striking, or one-third of the unions who are currently on strike, would stop striking, but that won't end the strike for the other unions who haven't reached agreement yet. All right, so moving on to the picket line in general, what has the energy on the picket line been like? Are people getting fatigued? Do they seem to be getting more energized as the weeks go on? Energy at the picket line has been really great. I've heard so many people saying that, you know, grad students are often very isolated. Um, that's by design, that if we are isolated, if we are not talking to each other, we only work on our research. You know, we don't talk about the issues that that are inherent in graduate school. And so a lot of people I've heard expressing that like, this is such a refreshing time because we get to meet people in other departments. We get to talk about our living situations and the struggles we face, maybe the things we enjoy about grad school and like building this sense of community and connection that's really, really difficult to build in grad school. Um, so I think people have like really, really enjoyed that, myself included. 
We have tons of like fun activities happening on the picket line. So we've had some teach-ins by professors and other people. So they come and essentially like give kind of like a lecture, give a class to just anyone who wants to listen to it. And then we also have had different rallies and marches. You know, undergrads have organized rallies in support of us, as have professors. And we've had so many um, donations of food and things like that. So one really incredible thing is that, at least for me and probably for a lot of other people, I have so much more access to food and can actually like eat so much better now that I'm on strike because of these donations. Whereas normally, because we're paid so little, I can't just like get a snack. So that's been also something that's been really nice, and I think a lot of people appreciate. I was going to ask about how your day to day has kind of changed with this strike. Do you feel like you're putting more energy toward your job and toward the union? Do you feel like you're finding benefits in your day to day life, like you just mentioned? Yeah, so it's definitely a ton of work to be on strike. Like this idea that if you're striking, it means you're not working is like not true. <laughs>、um, you're just working on something different. So. I would say, at least for me, yeah, I am putting in more hours,、um, organizing the strike, making sure that people kind of like have the information they need, talking to people, checking in with folks who are striking to see how they're feeling, things like that. Then I would be putting into TAing.、Um, but that said, I think all of us who are doing this are, feel that 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 work is is worth it, right? So like doing these things, organizing this fight is going to be worth it in the long in the long run for us. Um, my day to day looks very different. I think for most for most grad student workers and postdocs and academic researchers as well, pretty much all of my work now is focused on organizing the strike, doing things like that. In order to get strike pay, we have to do twenty hours of time either on the in person picket line, so those are the places around campus, or doing online work. So folks who can't come in person to the picket line for whatever reason are doing things remotely. You know, they they're all on a Zoom together, and they're doing things like making social media posts,、um, writing up information, doing research on different things, helping、um, organize our strike in that way. And so, a lot of us are, yeah, we're spending you know a lot of time doing these things, and we all think it's worth it. And I think from everyone I've talked to, we're feeling very comfortable continuing the strike, and we know that the longer we go, the more power we have, and the more pressure we put on UC、um, to come to the table and start bargaining with us、um, in good faith. So you're all still being paid right now, is that correct? Yeah. So we haven't gotten we haven't gotten a paycheck since we started striking because we get paid at the beginning of each month. Um, so we actually don't know if UC is going to stop paying us yet.、Um, we will know in the next few days when we start getting our, you know, December first paychecks if they are docked or not. But so far, UC has not made any actions that make us think that they might not pay us. So sometimes、um, when people are on strike, their employer or and other universities have done this. We'll send out a form to all their employees saying that they need to sign it to attest if they're striking or not, and that's how they can stop paying you, which is legal. They can stop paying you because you're not doing your work. UC so far has not done anything like that, so we don't think there's any way that UC reliably knows who is striking or not right now. But the other thing is that even if our pay is not docked in this December paycheck, it could be that UC tries to figure it out for the January paycheck and then docks it at that point. So yeah, we're still we're still not sure if UC is going to continue paying us, but we do know that if they do stop paying us, we are getting paid by the union. And actually, for the lowest paid 
graduate student researchers and for TAs, we're getting paid more by the union to strike than UC pays us to teach undergrads. Can you repeat that? That's fascinating. Yeah, so we are getting paid more by UAW to be on strike than UC pays us to educate undergraduate students and do research for this university. And on the note of educating undergraduate students, I know that some are concerned either about their grades or about missing classes, missing that educational aspect of their schooling. What do you feel like students can learn from this strike itself? And what do you feel like you're learning from it in the process? Oh, I love that question so much. Um, so when the, when the faculty organized a rally for us in support last week, they did kind of a teaching at the end. So after we'd done our march and we had kind of like done the chanting and rally, like there were several faculty who came up to the mic and gave kind of like a mini lecture um, about things like the importance of worker solidarity, the importance of better funding the UC for the government to fund the UC better, that public education should be free and was free until, you know, half a century ago at UC, it was free for California residents. So things like that, some history, um, some kind of analysis of what's going on. And one thing that one of the professors said that's really stuck with me is that the picket line and other kind of social movements, rallies, student organizing, that's where real learning happens. That's where we, you know, make connections between grad students, workers, undergrads, we learn about the realities of our world and how we can work together to address those realities, to make things better, and just learn from each other, learn how to cooperate with people, learn how the real world works. And so I think that's that's something that is really powerful. I know from striking and other union organizing, I have learned so much about just that, about the world, about how we discount workers, how labor is exploited, all these things. And those are things that are so essential now to my understanding of the world that I wouldn't have if I was not involved in the union and striking like this. All right, so my last question then, on that note of undergraduate students, for grades, for final grades, what what is that looking like as the quarter comes to an end and the strike still seems to be happening? Yeah, so if the strike is continuing past the final grade deadline, um, which I believe UCSB has already pushed back. So the final grade deadline for instructors and TAs to submit their students' grades was, I believe, December 14th and has now been pushed to December 19th. So they're already delaying it a bit to try and, you know, probably give UC more time to negotiate and settle this so that grades can be submitted. Um, but if that does not happen by the time the final grade deadline passes, um, teaching assistants will not be submitting final grades through e-grades, you know, where you see it on gold on your transcripts. And that's because if we do any work for our job, such as going in and submitting grades, that eliminates our legal protections for striking because we would not be technically on a full strike. So by doing some of our work, but not other parts of our work, that would open us up to retaliation from UC and like things like discipline and firing. And another thing is if we did that, we could not get this strike pay that I mentioned from UAW. So UAW provides strike assistance, which is to kind of help you pay your bills in case your employer stops paying you. And you only are eligible for that if you're on kind of a full strike, like you are fully striking and your employer stops paying you. And so for those reasons, TAs really have their hands tied, like even if they want to submit final grades for their students, we we can't do that and retain our, our protections. So 
what that means for undergrads is that you would see if there is not a grade submitted for you for a class, you would see on your transcript an NG, which stands for no grade. Um, and that's kind of like just a placeholder until a grade does get there. And I've been hearing some rumors that have been going around that NGs essentially are Fs or that they like automatically become Fs and that's not entirely true. So an NG only becomes or like defaults becomes an F if there's no grade submitted by the end of the following quarter. So if there was no grade submitted by the end of spring quarter in March, then it would become an F, which let's all hope this does not go until March. But even if it did, that's UC's own policy and they can change it. So NGs are not Fs. And further, I've heard and seen an email that was sent out to undergraduates by UC administrators that said that they were making sure that NGs would not affect things like financial aid, athletic eligibility. They had a they had a list of things there so that NGs should not affect if you can continue your athletics, if you can stay on financial aid, things like that. Um, so essentially, you might be a bit more stressed. You might want to know what your final grade is for the class, um, but hopefully from from our understanding that won't um, severely impact undergrads beyond that that bit of stress and if people are you know concerned about the effect of not having a final grade they should direct those concerns to the the dean of undergrad education is there any clarification you could provide for students that are hoping to graduate this quarter or international students that have set requirements for their course load yeah definitely as far as i understand Students who are hoping to graduate at the end of this quarter, if you have an NG, you don't have to pay tuition or anything next quarter. As soon as your grade is finalized and put in, your degree will be conferred. You don't have to pay for next quarter just because you have an outstanding grade. The way it was kind of explained to us is you've already paid for the class. You don't need to pay for more classes. For international students, there, as far as we have found and understand, there's a very limited number of home countries where NGs might affect your visa status. So if you are an international student concerned about that, I would say reach out to the Office for International Students and Scholars. They will have a lot more specifics on which countries that might affect and the things you can do to make sure it doesn't affect your visa status. There are some kind of like some workarounds and they'll know they'll know the specifics of that and can advise you. Do you miss the students you were working with and the lectures and all of that? So much. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is actually even like more sad for me because my sections I had on Fridays and the Friday before we went on strike was a holiday and I didn't realize it the week before that. So I never really even got to say bye to my students because I like said bye to them for that week and I was like, okay, I'll see you next week. And then after I got home, I realized there was no class next week because it was a holiday and then the strike was starting. And so, yeah, I'm really sad about it. And I wish I could, you know, be following up with them. And I think that's that's true for most, like most, if not all grad students. Um, one of the reasons we come to grad school is because we are passionate about what we do and about teaching and things like that. We definitely want to be back in our research and back in our teaching. That's why we came here. That's what we like to do. But we can't do that if you see is continuing to like do illegal actions and continuing not to bargain with us on the things we need. Right. So we're on this strike because you see was doing illegal actions at the bargaining table on um, their breaking labor law in 
the ways that they were bargaining with us. Um, so that's what this strike is about. And UC hasn't remedied those unfair labor practices since we began our strike, and they've actually committed like at least seven more illegal actions since we began our strike um, November 14th. And then the California Public Employees Relations Board, called PERB, which kind of governs labor law and employee-employer relations in California, they have confirmed that our ULPs are warranted. So these these claims that UC is breaking labor law, they confirmed that at least six of these ULPs are warranted, and they've filed official complaints against UC. So that is kind of the most recent update on on that. UC is not remedying these illegal actions they're doing, and they're actually continuing to do them even further. Keep saying it's my last question, but you're so educated <laughs> on this. Did you ever think when you became an academic worker, graduate student, that you would have this much knowledge on the language regarding unionization <laughs> and workers' rights? No, not at all. Um, it actually like was not really even something on my radar until I came um, to UC. My first year here was during the cola wildcat strikes um, and so I very quickly got up to date on kind of like labor law things like that and I've learned so much more than I would ever think I'd learn about like the specifics and legal ramifications of workers rights and things like that. Okay. To clarify last night's bargaining session directly involved the UC and two unions SRU and UAW 2865. Those unions represent graduate student researchers, TAs, tutors, and readers. Workers represented by UAW 5810, that includes postdoctoral scholars and academic researchers, were not impacted last night. Their bargaining is still over for now and will only reopen if workers vote to reject the contract rather than ratify it.